the following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon. Hello, dum-dums. Welcome to the show. There you go. Fantastic. All right. Plenty of fake applause. Plenty of all that good stuff. Plenty of fancy recordings and all that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dumbcast. My name is Dave Canyon. It is Monday. It is January 16th. And it is 7.53 p.m. I'm in Kingston, New York. I've never done a podcast in my car uh, in Kingston, New York. Not that it makes a difference to you, but that's the way it is today. Uh, happy Martin Luther's, Martin Luther, Martin Luther's, Martin Luther King Day. It's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Happy Martin Luther King Day. It's a weird thing to say. Hey, have a happy day on the civil rights leader's birthday, I guess. Uh, the man who was assassinated and... You know, did so much uh, for civil rights. It's, I don't know, happy Martin Luther King. How about, um, I don't know, uh, appreciative Martin Luther King Day. How about that? Is is anybody going to be hip to that? Hey, appreciative, you know, uh, inspiring Martin Luther King Day. Or respectful Martin Luther King Day. Uh, you know, acknowledging Martin Luther King Day. I mean, happy birthday. That makes sense. Happy anniversary. Yay, you've been married. Yay, you know. Whatever the anniversary is, it might not be married. It might be happy divorce, you know. Hey, it's been 20 years. Happy anniversary on your divorce. Happy birthday. But, um, you know, happy Martin Luther King Day. It's kind of a weird thing to say. So, uh, never thought about it till just now, but that's the show. That's the Dumbing It Down With Dave. Fastest podcast on earth. And uh, we uh, appreciate you. I appreciate you. It's really a one-man show. So, I appreciate you uh, uh, listening to my commute. Uh, maybe during your commute. Maybe you're on the treadmill. Maybe you're somewhere in your house cutting a slice out of the happy Martin Luther King Day cake. <laughs> what kind of cake would it be? All right, racists, say it all together. Black layer cake. There you go. Okay. Let's uh, get the low-hanging fruit out of the way. There you go. Oh, but I had chocolate mousse. All right, all right. Calm down. We don't, we're not here to do racist jokes. Those aren't racist, Dave. All right, whatever. Uh, no, racist would be Black Devil's food cake. Okay. Enough. Enough. It's wrong. It's not funny. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I just came from the Kingston, what is it called? <laughs> I never really referred to it, is it? So now I have to remember what it's called. There's a meetup group that I'm a part of, the Kingston Policy Book Club. Kingston Government Policy? I don't know. I really don't know what it's called exactly, but whatever it is, it's a book club we meet in Kingston at the 721 Media Center, and... Uh, some of the people were very nice uh, to acknowledge my podcast. I, I haven't publicized it. I don't. I didn't do the book club for it. Um, I don't think. I don't know if I was doing the podcast uh, when this book club started. I don't think I was. No, I don't think I was. I think this book club has been going on for over a year, um, and I've only been doing this uh, podcast uh, for like the eight or nine, eight or nine months. Actually, uh, DID WD, which is dumbing it down with Dave. Minus 40. DID WD minus 40, that's what it is, um, is dumbing it down with Dave minus 40, which is 40 episodes ago, was episode 12. And that was, I got mail. And that was in May. 
uh, May of 2016. So that's nine months ago. Um, so my buddy Mark was the first person to send me an official email. There was a couple of episodes where I was campaigning for people to get me an email, and he sent me a sympathy email. He was my first sympathy listener, and then he sent me my first sympathy mail. So Mark has been uh, a good friend and uh, a dedicated uh, a critical listener of my show who didn't appreciate episode 51, my buddy, Richard M. Nixon. Um, I kind of thought uh, that uh, I didn't make myself clear, but I kind of think he was, like myself, uh, quite often he was sleep-deprived and uh, was tired when he was listening, as he is most often uh, tired. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that, uh, and it's only going to be a problem for so much longer, the majority of truck drivers, I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, but, you know, I don't have, like, millions of listeners. But if I did have millions of listeners, I probably would say the same thing. By the way, folks, the majority of truck drivers that are on the road today, they're tired. <laughs> they're very tired. Not that they're especially more tired than firemen or policemen or mailmen or doctors or lawyers. I think a lot of people in this world are tired. Uh, truck drivers just happen to be behind the wheel. It's a sedentary position, and we have long days. So just to let you know that, um, if you see a truck driver and the truck is kind of like, uh, you know, moving around his lane into your lane a little bit, just give him a quick honk. Don't be angry. Don't be afraid. Well, you could be a little... I would be concerned. I'd be respectfully concerned. Um, uh, and, you know, give a little toot of the horn, a little... I can't hear it. A little beep-beep, you know, a little ah. Uh, and, uh, you know, flash the lights a little bit. And just, you know, wave at him. Say, hey, you okay? Give him a thumbs up. You okay? And, you know, maybe he... Uh, buy him a cup of coffee if you want, if you see him at the rest area. If he's smart enough to pull over. Sometimes they just, they're just working it out. Uh, I've had moments where I'm a little... Uh, less than enthusiastic, a little bit less than energetic and, 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 and inspired. And uh, I might cross over the, uh, the double white line there, the broken white line. Uh, that might last a couple of minutes. I might pull over, I might not. But just to understand, it's a, it's a long, hard, boring job where you look out a window for, you know, for some guys, eight hours a day, for some guys, 11 hours a day. Me, I have a 16-hour day. Um, that includes my commute. So it's a long day. And... Uh, we're not all exactly Olympic athletes. You don't you don't go from the 2012 Olympics into truck driving. You don't go, hey, I just ran the fastest quarter mile, you know, and then and then get into a truck. You know, yeah, a lot of us are uh, overweight. Uh, we have uh, sleep apnea, which is the, the newest thing that's going to be sweeping this country. It's going to be the big sleep ap uh, uh, sleep apnea. Um, uh, you know. Everybody's going to be doing it. <laughs> Everybody's going to be claiming sleep apnea. Doctors, it's, it's going to be everywhere, uh, especially with this situation in Hoboken. With uh, I don't know if you know about it. For those of you that don't live in the New York, uh, New Jersey metropolitan area, there was a train crash, and they're blaming it on sleep apnea. I think we've had some Amtrak incidents in the last couple of years. Uh, so it's, it's, on, it's on the rise. It's trending upward. Sleep apnea. Years ago, it was lesbianism and, and being a homosexual. And years before that, it was, you know, doing drugs and whatever. There's always, like, a little trend that everybody, you know, gets on the, the bandwagon. So uh, get ready for the uh, sleep apnea bandwagon. Um, you know, it's coming to a home near you. If you have a certain size neck, <laughs> chances are you have sleep apnea. You're going to be hearing all of this. Um, but anyway, it's and it's not nearly as big of a problem as they're going to make it out to be. Believe me. But exhaustion is... Exhaustion is a big problem. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I just came from a book club, um, and that was nice. Uh, it was nice to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. I don't make all the meetings. Um, I don't know what you guys do. What do you do for 
for social activity, not for fun. I've asked that before. What do you do for fun? Well, what do you do for social activity? What do you do to get out? Get out from under Facebook. Get out from under Twitter. What do you do to get out? You know, uh, some of my friends are stand-up comedians. They get out and they, they perform. But as personal as they may be with their audience or not, I don't, most of the guys I know are not that personal with the audience, um, like doing crowd work or doing personal material. Um, but, you know, that's performing. That's, that's really work for them. Uh, some of them mingle. Some of them don't. Some of them just want to get laid. You know, and that's understandable, men and women. Uh, but it's good to get out. I almost didn't come tonight. I almost didn't come out, but I did. And it was nice. I met a new woman, a new friend, Joanne. She was nice. I saw Steve, who uh, hosts the group. I saw, saw Chris. And um, and I saw Susan. Names you don't know who these people are, the faces that go to these names. But the point is, I came out. I came out. I tried to read the book. I didn't. I, and everybody knows, uh, except for Joanne, who's uh, new to me, and I'm new to her, that uh, I have an issue with reading. I have a time issue. I have a uh, staying awake issue. And um, I did not read the book. But you don't get an incomplete in this group. They still welcome you. And I, I still found a way to participate. Um... And I still found a way to uh, add to the group. But it's good to socialize. It's good to make face-to-face contact uh, in real time. <laughs> RT. In a room. That was just us, uh, one, two, three, five of us. Sometimes there's been seven or eight of us. Uh, it's good to get out. Do you get out? You should get out. It's good. It's good not to be in a chat room with three or four other people. We were, at, we were actually in a real chat room. We were in a real chat room. We were chatting, really, in a room, in a real room with four walls. Well, yeah, well, one of the walls was kind of glassy and led to the break room, which we never seemed to go into. But, you know, anyway, so it was good. And um, some positive things happening in my life. Oh, let's do the mileage report real quick. Let's take a break. <laughs> we haven't taken a break the last couple of episodes. We may, I'll try to take a, 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 breathe, a breath break. We haven't taken a breath break. The last couple of episodes, I, I feel like I've been quite inspired, and and um, I kind of went on and on. All right, so this uh, this mileage report, uh, by the way, for those of you that don't know, uh, listening for the first time, and thank you very much for tuning in. However, you found me, I really appreciate it, and please thank the person who recommended you uh, or recommended me to you. However, that works. Uh, I'm in a Kia Rio 2008. I usually do this dumb cast. I call it a dumb cast, and I refer to you as my dum dums, uh, and I say it as a term of endearment. Uh, it's a 2008 Kia Rio LX, as you heard. Oh, the top of the show, by the way, the introduction is Alex Exum. Please give Alex Exum a little shout out. Listen to his uh, podcast, The Exum Experience, and contact him at Alex Exum in all different forms of social media. Everything is at Alex Exum, alexexum.com, and Alex Exum at Yahoo, or whatever. It's all Alex Exum, A L E X E X U M. The mileage report uh, is brought to you by Pipe Dream. Pipe Dream is a live. Uh, uh, Radio, internet, uh, talk show, comedy, and otherwise, uh, every Wednesday, wherever you are in the world, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, uh, if it's Wednesday at 8 o'clock on the eastern uh, seaboard of the United States of America, wherever you are in the world, it's time for Pipe Dream Live, brought to you from the people who uh, host the, uh, created the ComedyPipe.com website. You can listen to the stream on ComedyPipe.com, or you can watch it on YouTube Live, and you can interact with them with Twitter, at ComedyPipe. So there you go. Um, that's the uh, mileage report. And the mileage this week is, wow, a whopping. Thank you, Kia Motors. Thank you very much for providing me with this great car uh, that I paid for. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm angling for a little Kia action here. Um, 
I'm not being shy about it. 225,399 miles. I'm so close to 225,400 miles. By the time this podcast is over, I'll be over 225,000. Is that a... That's almost a quarter of a million miles. If you want to be like really make it uh, like a big number. Like, wow, almost a quarter of a million. 225,399 miles. That's pretty good for our 2008 Kia Nine-year-old car. I'm, uh, I'm driving it to the, to the ground. I'm determined now. It's hard to believe once upon a time I thought for real that when I bought this car at 52,000 miles that I was going to sell it before 100,000. I wanted to sell it before the extended warranty was up. <laughs> So, or was that the regular warranty? Whatever it was, I think it was the extended warranty. I can't remember. But I, my plan was to get rid of it within a year or so and uh, <laughs> and uh, get another Kia or something else so I could always stay within a couple of years of the uh, of the purchase year, like 2008. And I think I bought this car like 2009 or 2010. So I, I kind of wanted to keep within, you know, X amount of years of the year of the car, but that plan kind of fell through, and uh, and it's fine because this car's worked very well for me. One hundred seventy thousand miles later, uh, one hundred seventy-five thousand miles later. Anyway, there you go, two hundred twenty-five thousand four hundred thousand miles right now as I go through the toll booth in my hometown of Saugerties, New York. Um, so what's the it? Thank you, Comedy Pipe, and thank you, Alex Exum. Um, and uh, real quickly, uh, hey, my friends at, at Awesome Insanity Surfers, thank you, uh, Linda at Awesome Insanity Surfers. Uh, who's been a great friend to me and uh also jeff aka the spark he's the spark at uh taking over the globe which is uh, brought to you by the internal monarch all right so there there's some friends of mine on the internet some friends of mine who do podcasts it might do you good to listen to a little awesome insanity surfers they're a little crazy they're a little insane and jeff well jeff's my brother from uh from another a totally another mother and um from another state and from another part of the world but had we uh, known each other and grown up together we would probably have been best of friends if not lovers <laughs> no Jeff don't worry <laughs> we wouldn't have been lovers anyway so um, getting out what's the it in getting out uh, getting uh, dumbing it down with Dave Mark, my friend Mark has always said to me Dave get to it get to the it you spend too much time thanking people the, the show takes too long to get going well that's the show That's the, I try to give you a little something of me you know I'm not coming from work. I'm not going to work. I'm coming from a book club. I left my house today. My comf- comfortable confines of my house. And I went to this place in Kingston called the 721 Media Center. We sat in a room. We discussed politics. It's a big deal for me. I don't know politics. And I don't read books. <laughs> why am I in this book club? Because it makes me uncomfortable. Um, and why am I talking to people I don't know who they are? Because it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, you know. I'm taking a big risk. They might disagree with me. I could say something totally stupid. You should see the look on some of these people's faces. Their faces when I talk. It's like, oh, what is he? What? Oh, oh. Then sometimes it's like, oh, oh. and I love that. You know, I love that. I love the the turnaround. Like, wh- what? Oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah. All right, all right, mate. All right, mate. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I wear them out. No, I don't wear them out. But you know. I listen to them intently, and I think they listen to me as equally as intently. And you got to pick your spots in a book club. You can't just monopolize the conversation. It doesn't work that way. And you can't. You, you could try to stare in a direction that you're more comfortable with, but you know, there's a moderator, and Steve does a good job moderating. I just wish I could read the books a lot better uh, and and uh, and uh, be a little bit more insightful and t- have the time to take notes and come prepared because I think I could really offer something. It's hard to do that. I don't have the time. What else did I do? Well, how about this, folks? 
it's kind of a biggie for me. I've talked about it before, and uh, I kind of found some resolution. Uh, I found a lot this weekend. Uh, I met my sister, uh, who I, who uh, has not had the her and I have not had the greatest relationship the last twenty years. In fact, nineteen and a half years. Nineteen years ago, this past Thanksgiving was really ground zero for us. It was nine eleven for us. Nineteen years ago, we had we had our issues. Um, so we met. Uh, and we talked really for the first time in 20 years, uh, 19 and a half years, whatever. It just sounds better when you say 20. Uh, we've seen each other. Her daughter had a wedding. I went to that. Um, there's been other occasions where we have seen each other, but we did not sit at a table at a diner in New Jersey. Um, across just her and me, not her husband, not my, my wife, not my mother, not my father, just us two. And we talked. And it was it was good, it was good. Uh, it was a good beginning to what I don't know what will happen. And I'm sharing this with you because I know that there will be people listening to the show that haven't spoken to a relative or a friend. And you know what? I don't know if it really makes a difference whether they're your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your former best friend, your high school sweetheart, your ex-wife, your ex-husband. Um, whoever the, whoever might have been important in your life because I think at the end of the day what's the difference what your relationship is it's how important they are in your life right it's not the title that they hold it's the place in your heart that they hold um, my sister and I I think typical of many brothers and sisters uh, had a rough start <laughs> we fought we fought we pulled hair. There was jealousy and there was stupidity. Mostly stupidity. I think everything would fall under the umbrella of petty stupidity. Pettiness, stupidity. Petty, pettiness, comma, stupidity, or just petty stupidity. Whatever it is, we had a rough go. We both had to deal with deaf parents. We are both what I am very comfortable with calling myself now because I just became an official member of an organization that's international called CODA C-O-D-A Children of Deaf Adults I am a child of deaf adults so what does that mean to you? well uh, it means nothing to you <laughs> Well, why am I sharing this with you? well because my upbringing was totally different how is that Dave? well I'm going to elaborate on this way more as, as the years go on and the show goes on as much as I can to educate you and inform you because it is something in, you know, particularly different. But let's say some of you out there grew up in a household that had parents that didn't speak English. Forget about the fact that they could hear or not. Um, let me just give a quick check to... Uh, this is the part that I don't like doing. Um, Oh, good. All right. So we got 10 minutes left. Um, let's say you always had to interpret for your mother and father in every aspect of life, whether it's the doctor for them, like you got to go to their doctor or, you know, you got to deal with their adult medical issues. Or let's say you're at McDonald's and your father orders, which is what happened to me. Your father orders a large fries and somebody doesn't put enough fries in the large fries container. 
and you don't know this till you sit down at the table and you're ready to eat, and then and you're six years old, and your father says, "Go back to the counter and tell the lady, or whoever, um, this isn't a large fries. We're missing fries." You know, you, why don't you do it, Dad? You're the adult. Yeah, but I can't hear and I can't speak because I'm a deaf mute. Not all deaf people are mutes, I guess. I'll, I'll learn more as I go on. You think I would know by now? But I, you know, there are. There are deaf people like my mother who have a much easier time communicating with the outside world. She's not hard of hearing. She's 100% deaf. So anyway, but she's better at commuting, com, uh, communicating with the outside world. So my sister and I have had to do many adult things in our childhood, many things that none of you have ever done. And that doesn't make me better. It just makes me different. It makes us different. It makes all children of deaf adults different. So I officially became a member of CODA International, which I've done once before, but I didn't pursue it. Um, and there's meetings. There's actually like a support group to to help us through some issues that we have with the way we were brought up. Um, so anyway, I'm sharing that with you because I had to sit down with my sister, which was very special to me. Um, because my sister and I used to fight as kids, petty stupidness, like I said. And then at some point, um, it all went away, like in an instant. We didn't have to sit down at a diner and talk about it. Uh, she got married, uh, and I got a little bit more mature. I don't know. Whatever it was, uh, she recollects being 22 and me being 20, but then, but I think it was before that. I think she got married much younger, and she moved out of the house. So I had less reason to hate her. <laughs> I think that's what, what it was. I didn't get the big room, by the way. It's not like, oh, she's out. I get the big room. No, my parents took over the, her room and made it into a den. I always stayed in the little boy's room, um, which was fine because uh, it was fine. I, I just wasn't home as much because <laughs> I learned how to smoke pot and listen to heavy metal <laughs> and leave and then drive. So my sister and I used to hang out uh, every so often. I'd, uh, I'd bring her some herb. <laughs> whatever you call it, chronic ganja. I'm not going to say that she smoked it. I don't know if she wants me to to say anything like that. I don't think it affects her job. I don't say her name, so whatever. I don't know. Maybe she smoked it. Maybe she smoked it and she didn't inhale it. What do I know? But we also enjoyed a good pint of Ben & Jerry's uh, or Haagen-Dazs. Whatever was popular at the time, I would buy it. And we would talk and I would make jokes and she'd laugh. And she was a great audience. So we bonded. I couldn't begin to tell you how many times I visited my sister. It was always me visiting her. She wouldn't come back to the house where I was because I was living with my parents. So I would find sanctuary and hanging out with her to be somewhat of an adult. To have I can't even explain how wonderful it was, but it was wonderful. And I looked forward to it. Can you say that about your brother or sister or your friends? Can you really say that 100%? And if you can, good. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that I'm so special, that I had such a thing. I'm saying I looked forward to calling my sister and saying, Dina, what are you doing? Nothing. John's at work. Oh, well, hey, guess what? I have some things that will make us feel good. I have two things that will make us feel good. One needs a big lighter and one needs a spoon. <laughs> Wait a minute. That sounds like crystal meth. No, it's two separate things. <laughs> we weren't going to, you know, light up a spoon. We We had, you know. You know, you guys are intelligent enough to know. So it was a good time. And I think we really bonded. I couldn't tell you if we did it three times or if we did it 30 times. I really don't remember how many times we did that. But we did it often. 
And I don't think she ever said no. I don't remember her ever saying, no, now's not a good time. She's like, yeah, come on over. <laughs> Why not? And come over with a little stuff and that makes us happy and a little food that makes us that makes happiness taste good. So we came a long way from petty stupidity. And then we had a moment, 19, year, 19 and a half years ago, Thanksgiving, 19 years ago. Wasn't our best. I wasn't at my best. And she wasn't at her best. It was not a good night. She went home. I went home. And we didn't talk for basically 20 years. Stupid. We returned to petty stupidity. We had a meeting the other day. Was, I, I don't, we, we sat down. It's not meeting. We sat down like brothers and sisters. And we talked. And I like to think we're on the road back to, you know, uh, a relationship. That matters to me, and it matters to her. Uh, I think we still have more to do. You just don't, you know, snap it, you know, flick the switch and you're back. You know, she she had said so much, and I agree with her. You know, she's a little bit smarter than me in that respect, and she's right. It, we just can't just, you know, it just doesn't all go away, and that's fine. It's a, it's a healing. Uh, there'll be scars. There'll be bumps in the road. There'll be repercussions whatever they'll be but the worst is over and now i've joined this organization called coda it's not a cult you could look it up it's just coda c-o-d-a coda international whatever it is there's different coda regions across the country across the world and there's a big meeting in vancouver and i'm going to learn a lot about what it's like to grow up in a in a, in a deaf uh, household even though i've been doing it for just about 53 years there's just little intricacies, little idiosyncrasies, little subtleties of that life that I guess I never realized. And it helps you learn. And maybe maybe at some point I'll learn how to forgive my mother and my father. You know. I don't blame them for being deaf. Of course not. And I've never been embarrassed. Never. Not once. Deaf people can make some funny noises and it could be embarrassing. But you know, when you grow up with it. It's just a part of your life, like a limp, like a tick, like a big mark on your head, you know, like a mole, like a hairstyle, <laughs> um, like a look, like a sound, like a smell, whatever. It's just something you get used to. It's just something that's a part of you. And I'm very proud of it. Proud of my parents for making it this far. Although there's, there's some animosity and there's some, there's some issues. And I'm proud of my sister for meeting me as I reached out to her, as I think she has reached out to me. So I returned the reach out and we sat down and we started a new life. And so maybe this episode will be called my sister, Dina. Maybe she'll hate that. I did that. <laughs> um, I'll take a chance. She doesn't like it. I'll change the name. Uh, she likes to be a wallflower, but this is what you get <laughs> when you have me as a brother. And then you put yourself in my life. I always said that my logistics were always simpler. So now the logistics get a little bit harder because now not only do I bring her back into my life, uh, if that's the way it's going to be, but I bring her husband in and her three children and the grandchildren and brothers-in-laws and sister-in-laws. Yeah, that's what happens when you have family. You, the logistics become complicated. I was going in the opposite direction for a long time. You know, simpler logistics. You know, on my way to being a hermit. 
an angry old man who lives by himself if he outlives his wife. So that's why I go to therapy, so I don't become that angry old man. And I'm learning about forgiveness, whatever, doing the best I can. I hope you're doing the best you can because it's nice, right? It feels good. You just kind of say, I, I'm the, I think that little black hole in my heart is kind of not as black as it was the other day. It's getting a little bit lighter every day. I don't need you know, to use black as a color, you know, on Martin Luther King Day episode, but whatever. So that's it. I almost thought I was going to talk about Martin Luther King for a half an hour, but I think I got to put my sister in front, you know, because cause I have a dream too, you know, not to be funny, but, you know, I, it was a nightmare. But now I have a dream and the dream is now we can have some happiness. Now we can, I can call her maybe. She can call me. And, and most importantly, we have elderly parents, elderly deaf parents that will one day no longer, no longer be. And somebody's going to have to take care of that. They're going to they might get sick before they die. So we're going to have to take care of that. So it's good that we can count on each other, hopefully, to do that. All right, folks. Thank you very much for finding the show however you did. Please try to share it if you could. It would just be nice. Um, like it. Click, like, comment, either on the Facebook, at Dumbing It Down with Dave at Facebook, or, you know, uh, right here on the Speaker app. Don't forget uh, Pipe Dream Live on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Wednesdays at 8. And then Awesome Insanity Surfers and Taking Over the Globe. All these shows you can find. Um, well, you can find the two shows on Spreaker, the one on ComedyPipe.com. My name is Dave Kanye. Thank you for listening to this dumbcast. Thank you very much. Good night. Good day. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. Godspeed and great skills. See you at episode 53.